Father, you alone are perfect. Us human beings are so tiny, so minuscule compared to you. And I would pray that we would constantly spend our entire lives growing closer to you. Please talk to us. Please listen as we pray to you to better ourselves. And please help us to understand that it is not even about us, but about you and you alone. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse, Christ is Culture. Yo, it's your boy Anonymous coming to you with another episode of Cross Discourse. And my friends, listen, I was uh, in the Twitterverse and I was just catching a lot of different people's Twitter accounts and everything. And this election is far from over. And I am not, again, into politics, uh, into talking about politics. I love it. It's a game for me. I love to watch it just like I love to watch sports. Um, but a couple of things hit me, uh, or especially hard these last couple of days and how people were really um, almost seemingly selling their souls uh, one way or another and just trying to get out. Um, and I just been watching a lot of videos uh, from different people, uh, reading a lot of you know scriptures and, and other things uh, online and in print and just really trying to get my wrap my whole mind around Christianity. And it came to me that it's really time for us to talk about this idea of uh, persecution, because I've been hearing that a lot. You know, Christians are being persecuted or Christians are going to be persecuted. And, you know, this one president or person was our savior or that one person is not going to help us and be prepared to be even more persecuted uh, for a lot of different reasons. And I was like, man, 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 like we really need to focus on uh, ourselves uh, as followers of Christ and we need to f uh, concentrate on bringing glory to God because that's what it's about here on earth um, and just for those of us who really don't have a good understanding of what persecution itself is uh, I just defined it uh, and I'm going to define it for you right now persecution is hostility and ill treatment especially because of race or political or religious beliefs and again that's hostility and ill treatment based on such and such right that's what persecution is and I you know and Christians need to understand that the Bible tells us we are going to be persecuted and that's what really struck me as so odd because they were saying you know such and such uh, president or such and such person uh, wasn't uh, you know, it, it makes it so that Christians are not persecuted. And I was like, well, well, we really need to start talking about what the Bible talks, tells us and what the Bible teaches us. And the first thought that came or the first Bible scripture that came to my mind was second Timothy, uh, which is a really, really short verse. Uh, 
Uh, and it speaks of that. And it says, 2 Timothy 3.12 says, In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Uh, so it's not it's not dependent upon the person uh, who's in charge of the White House or who's in charge in your particular country that uh, is going to uh, be responsible for your persecution or the level of your persecution. The Bible teaches us very plainly and very clearly that we will be persecuted. Uh, Matthew 5.10 says this. It says, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, and then again, Matthew 5.44 says this. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. All right. And so in the country that you're living in, no matter where you are, Trust me, there is going to be a level of persecution, no matter who's in charge of your country, whether it's a theocracy, whether it's a uh, democracy, whether it's a uh, oligarchy, whether it's a monarchy or, or dictatorship or whatever country you live in. Please expect that due to your beliefs and your actions, if you're living a godly life, if you're living like Christ, you should expect some level of hostility or ill treatment being thrown your way. I mean, it's just to be expected. Uh, but it, it, even further than that, um, in this particular country that I live in, the United States, um, we're not even one of the most persecuted places in the entire world. And that's what was so astounding to me, how people in the United States were just talking about um, persecution and how they were dreading this idea of being persecuted. Um, and, and, and I had to just look it up, like, you know, what kind of countries are there where there's persecution? And right off the bat, when I typed in, uh, Christian persecution, an article from January 15th, 2020 and Christianity Today stood out to me. And the title of that article um, just so happens to be the top 50 countries where it is hardest to be a Christian. Again, that's Christianity Today, the top 50 countries where it's hardest to be a Christian. Um, and that was written by one Jason Casper, J-A-Y-S-O-N. C-A-S-P-E-R. Um, and it talks about martyrdoms in Nigeria. Uh, and it, well, the, the sub the subline is martyrdom drops in Nigeria, but soar in Burkina Faso, while China brings 16 million more Christians on to open doors. 2020 World Watch list of Christian persecution. It's a really deep article and it really goes into what persecution is happening or what it's looking like across the world and where people are most hit. And number one, uh, it, it, it even gives you a top 10 list um, before it goes into the rest of the country. Uh, I mean, the rest of the world, it gives you a top 10 list. And then it even shows you a world map that uh, goes into the world watch list of those who are being persecuted. And my friends, my family, listen, it is not in America. It is not in North America. It is not in the Western part of the world. It is, in fact, uh, it, mainly because there is some persecution 
um, on in the Western Hemisphere, and I'll get to that maybe a little bit later. But the majority of it is concentrated in the East, uh, particularly in China, particularly in North Korea, particularly in Russia and and in those areas in Asia. Um, there is some in, in North Africa as well, uh, very heavily in North Africa as well. But the majority of it, if not most of it, is happening in Asia. And we need to be very cognizant of that. And we need to be praying for these people uh, who are actually being persecuted. I know people are probably going to treat me poorly. I know people are probably going to say nasty things about me um, over here in America because of my beliefs uh, and even uh, more importantly, because of my trips and falls and failures. That's what is really harming me over here in America. Uh, but we need to be praying for these people overseas that are extremely hurt and hard hit by people who are not um, being loving towards them or who are experiencing true and actual uh, persecution. When we come back, uh, I, I really want to get into this idea of are American Christians actually being persecuted? Uh, and so, you know, that's something that I really want to hear from from you if you're being persecuted. If you're one of my listeners, uh, I know I have some listeners overseas, but if you're one of my listeners overseas, please email me at crossdiscourse at gmail.com to tell me what you are actually experiencing over there. And the rest of you, I w really want you uh, to just discuss what are your thoughts about persecution and how you feel you're being treated in America or wherever you are about this. Uh, but when we come back, I'm going to go into more detail about this idea of persecution and the Christian life. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. I am a Oh 
know her home I'm going there to see my Savior who shed for me his precious blood one more go over Jordan asking uh you know uh, why are you playing such a, a down song anonymous why are you playing such a sad sad song that makes me feel bad about things and guys that's because this idea of persecution is so important you know it's very rare in in my country in the united states where someone is kidnapped or killed for their faith alone now it's happened it has happened. Um, there have been times in the past where people uh, have been p killed or, or, or forced to do something based on their religion. But in reading this article from Christianity Today, it is clear to me that we have no idea what persecution really looks like. Um, and, and just to give you uh, a... Um, an idea of what's going on um it, it i i couldn't really tell from reading the article what the causes or what they were actually uh i guess tabulating to come up with their um top uh 10 list but one of the things uh, they did talk about surveillance they did talk about um force uh government pressure on on um, people who were Christians, they did talk about uh, things that you know these Christians had to uh, undergo in order to maintain their faith. But it switched up to talk about violence specifically, and then the top ten changed according to violence. Uh, number one becoming Pakistan, and number two, which wasn't in the original top ten list, was Nigeria. And it talks about how they actually treated uh, these people uh, in these top 10. And I'm just going to read the top 10 countries where, where Christians face the most violence. Number one is Pakistan, I said before. Number two is Nigeria that I said before. Number three, Egypt. Number four, Central African Republic. Number five, Burkina Faso. Six, Colombia. I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but there you are in, in South America. Uh, seven Cameroon, eight India, nine Mali, and ten Sri Lanka. And in this particular list, they actually talk about uh, violent countries based on attacks and murders. Um, people who are actually facing physical violence, uh, uh, things that are, are, are hurting them. And if you notice in that top ten list that I just read, a lot of those countries are in North Africa and what they call uh, the Sahel, um, which is a the, the dry area where you have a lot of uh, herders and farmers in that area. Um, and they also have weakened government structures. And that, my friends, is really, really difficult for us to to grasp um you don't you don't sit in your house in fear 
that you praying and that you reading your Bible and that you singing hymns is going to affect your physical well-being. Um, but that's crazy. Um, and it says that, uh, you know, Nigeria in particular is number one in the world uh, for the number of Christians killed for reasons related to their faith. Nigeria was number one. You have the martyred uh, Africans. You have not only Nigeria, but the Central African Republic, uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, South Sudan, Egypt, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, and that is scary, you know, to know that you have brothers and sisters in this world who are facing those pains. And so for you, uh, to sit up here and worry about yourself in this country, the United States, or, or wherever you are, and not think about those other areas of the world where people are uh, experiencing the the worst of the worst. Uh, I just I just cannot fathom, you know, and it bothers me. And that's why I played that song, you know, the wayward stranger uh, speaks to me. Uh, the, I'm sorry, not the wayward stranger. The wayfaring stranger speaks to me. Uh, it is a really old song, uh, and it really talks about um, a, a person uh, going through life and, and the things that they experience in life. Um, and just know that, you know, he's he's going to be crossing over to Jordan soon. He, he's going, he's moving on. He's going to experience something a little bit better in the afterlife. And we have to concentrate on that, guys. Now, our lives here can be good. I'm not saying it has to be poor. It has to be bad. I'm not saying you're not a Christian if you're not experiencing any persecution, although I would find it hard to believe that you weren't. Um, but we need to focus on those things instead of the, the political things that you are hearing left and right uh, and concentrating on those things. That is not important whatsoever. I'm going to switch... Um, I'm going to switch over a little bit to just some Bible verses that really um, talk to me about not only persecution, but talk to me about how we should live our lives uh, as Christians. And the first one, I don't know why I always go to the book of Acts because that was I do know why. Uh, but uh, I'm going back to the book of Acts as I did in a lot of my earlier uh, podcasts. But this one is Acts 5, actually Acts 5, verses 17 through 41. And it talks about the uh, persecution of not only the apostles, but the early Christians. Um, and I just want to read it to you just to give you a sense of what it was like. Um, and, and then, you know, I'll just I'll, I'll go. I'll move on. So it's a lot to read. So bear with me. Then the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go, stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to jail and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported. We found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering 
what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went off with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in his name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than humans. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin. Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Theodos appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed. All his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. And that word, the name, is capitalized. My friends, my family, that is an amazing story. And it gives me great joy because I know that when you are doing the righteous things, when you are doing the work of God, people are going to hate you. People are going to want to hurt you. People are going to want to do something to you. They're going to want to be hostile and give you ill treatment. And there are people all over the world that are experiencing that today. And we should be praying for them. We should be providing resources for them. We should be building up the body, not only building up the body, but helping each part of our body. The brave ones, those are our heroes. Those are our people that are facing uh, uh, death, martyrdom. Those are people that are facing harmful things nothing's happening to you and me out here nothing i'm a coward i'm not going over to north africa right now spreading the gospel preaching and doing these things i'm here living my life with my wife and my kids you see what i mean i have a nice home 
I, I can go to work or choose not to work or whatever and pay bills and, 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 and experience maybe someone saying a bad word about me. But not those people in those countries that I just mentioned. Not those people in Nigeria, Northern Africa, and Russia, and China, and North Korea, right? And Colombia, and Pakistan, and India, and Sri Lanka. I'm not experiencing the things that they are. Are you? I'm not experiencing these things. So we have to be mindful. And when we talk about we're being persecuted over here in America and this, that, and the third and, and all this other stuff. No, we're not. The Bible talks about persecution or, or it talks about how we, we uh, need to think about what belongs to God. Right. The Bible talks about how we need to how everything belongs to God. And, and a lot of times we try to play this game where we talk about politics and how, you know, we put politics on a, a pedestal that maybe may be equal to God. And I'm, I'm telling you, that's all wrong. That's all wrong. The Bible talks about it in Mark 12 and Mark 22 when when they try and trap Jesus about the, the taxes to Caesar. Right. Jesus says, let me see what's on that on that coin. And they show them and it's a, a picture or a, an image of Caesar, right? And he says, well, who's on it? And then he says, give unto Caesar what's unto Caesar's and give unto God what's unto God's. But my friends, here's the trap. And you and I both know everything belongs to God. Everything. So when he says, give unto Caesar what Caesar's and give unto God what is God's, you are forced to face the question well, what is Caesar's or what is God's? And if you say something belongs to Caesar, you're actually saying it doesn't belong to God. So here we are in America and we're doing the same thing. This election is blah. You know, it was stolen. It's given away or we're cheating or they're cheating or they're lying or they can't come to grips and all this and other and, and everything else. That's the wrong discussion. Everything belongs to God. Everything. So no matter what you do uh, uh, in terms of the way you voted or, or whatever, you should be concentrating on bringing glory to the Father. And, and bringing glory to the Father means helping those people, helping the body build up. I can't express this enough. I can't say it enough, you know, and let bygones be bygones. If you won the election, you know, be humble, be loving. If you lost the election, be humble, be loving. Because Romans 13 tells us submit to governing authorities. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that God is above all. Whether you won or whether you lost. Uh, four years ago, some people lost and, and were heartbroken. Some people, you know, wanted a, a female president. And they were sad. And Christians use Romans 13. Guarantee you those same ones who are having Romans 13 thrown into their face are probably not as accepting of it. How were you four years ago and how are you now? Are you the same? Are you still concentrating on God the Father? That's my question. It's not about anything else. It's about being, knowing whose 
supreme, who is above all and all, right? That's what I'm thinking about. That's that's what I want, want you to start thinking about. Uh, there's another uh, article um, that goes more into detail about rendering unto Caesar what is Caesar. This is a great discussion uh, on that um, on Rome on um, <clears throat> paying taxes, and it was uh, from 2018. Uh, I don't really know how to say this first word, so I'm just gonna say Mises Wire, uh, M I S E S dot uh, org um, and they have a article that says render unto Caesar a most misunderstood New, Te New Testament passage it is written by Jeff Barr and I'm going to say it again since I messed it up render unto Caesar a most misunderstood New Testament passage by Jeff Barr July 3rd of 2018 and it goes into detail and it really talks about some historical uh, things that happen in the Bible, talking about the particular uh, coin that must have been, uh, it must have been, uh, and talk about how Jesus answered the question, putting himself on the same level as rabbis and things of that nature, um, if you want to do that. So I really, really hope that this was a message that uh, you could use in your Bible study. I gave you a lot of Bible scriptures as usual. I hope this was something that you can meditate on and pray about. Ask God to uh, just lead your way as you start talking about persecution. Come, please. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure some people mistreat me. Uh, I have friends that don't necessarily mistreat me, but talk about my religion and people make fun of us. Yes, that's a little ill treatment, but uh, it doesn't come to the same level of persecution as our friends overseas. And that's really what I want us to concentrate on. Uh, if you found this uh, episode valuable, I would love to hear your thoughts. If you disagree with a lot of what I said, I'd also like to hear your thoughts. Uh, email me, crossdiscourse at gmail.com. I look forward to seeing you all again, family. Pray for me, Anonymous, my family, and this world. Amen. Have a good one, guys. Ooh.